Hello and welcome to the Loud and Proud Cavan Podcast. This is the Travel Log Podcast where I travel down now to see Loud take on Cavan in the Laurie Maher Cup semi-final. Will they win? Did they win? Who knows? But this is a full journey of the day on the way down. I had lots to ponder. Um, we get reaction before and during the game and a whole load of other stuff regarding the footballers as well. And on top of that... You get a free insight to what happened last week on the pod. We have loud forward play and we had a massive emergency podcast with the departure of Wayne Cairns. So sit back, relax and enjoy the Loud and Cavan Travelogue podcast on Loud and Proud for free on SoundCloud and Patreon, wherever you get your podcast. I have it up there and hope you enjoy the show. So, well on the road now, we're just flying through Carnaross and all these back roads, uh, coming through Lobenstown, Lobenstown, and going right through, coming into Cavan now, and, uh, yeah, I suppose you're thinking on the way down of the week that was, you're thinking about um, Wayne, Wayne's departure, firstly, um, new manager, uh, what's the landscape like, who are we going to go for next? I'm going to have a bit of a, a, a podcast on that next Tuesday on the possible candidates, who we're looking for, why we're looking for them, or what we're looking for. A few rumours floating around already, but uh, that'll be it next Tuesday. And Yeah, I suppose, I, I, just to go into what, what why Wayne probably isn't getting the second year, I suppose the best to just listen back to to what, what I said on Thursday's, or Friday's emergency podcast, after the Thursday night news broke, that um, Wayne would no longer be in charge. So here it is. I've nothing but good things to say about him. I know, having spoken to a lot of players, a lot of ex-players that worked under him, the, the total boys as well swear by him, um, no, when he won a championship with them in 2015, but... He uh, his he puts serious sessions together, serious drills together, um. So he de- he'll definitely get another job. You could even see him coming back and doing the loud GA job in a couple of years. Uh, I kind of mentioned that on Sunday for me, it's probably timing is probably off, and I I would look at the timing being everything with 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 managerial roles in terms of success. If you're in a role with a team on the cusp. Similar to say Sean Barry or Sean Kelly taking over RD last year, the team are on the cusp. Fergal Real, another example. The the Martins are right to very much so close to the pinnacle, and they just need a few tweaks. Fergal Real comes in and just works that oracle, and the age profile is there, the hunger is there, and what happened with Wayne is he's brought all his minors through that good minor team that he got to the minor final in twenty seventeen, and he worked with the minors twenty sixteen as well. He mentioned that in his statement about work. I'll finish with the statement at the end. But he's bought the likes of Jerry Garland, Callow, Liam Jackson, uh, Kieran Keenan this year, Connor Whelan, Sam Mulroy. He's brought all them through, giving them the first two seasons. If Wayne kind of waits and gets the job when they're more established, when he has that background and knowing what they're like and they're inside, uh, or they're inside their minds and what way they play, it's a different story altogether. Yeah, so that that's a bit of the, that's a bit of Wayne. That's a bit of a sample there to the Patreon that you sign up for. You get your two podcasts a week, and I suppose with with Wayne, like 
it was unfortunate he lost a lot of experienced players he wasn't backed up like this is a succession thing I mentioned there about Kieran Keenan and Owen Callan all these minors and what's probably going to happen is Wayne brought brought through his minors for someone else and that, that's probably the most disappointing thing but like I said it, I, I mentioned at the end I cut it off there that this isn't the last we've heard of Wayne Cairns. Like he's going to, he's going to be a successful manager. You only wish and only hope he gets back involved with loud football, director of football role, or uh, overseeing some team, some capacity underage for loud because he he'd be brilliant. But um, he'd probably take a club job and a good club job at that too. So that's Wayne finished up. Um, <coughs> excuse me. We'll get to the the game that's happening today. So Loud take on Cavan and there's a chance for Laurie Markup. We were relegated this year to the lowest tier in Horland. Paul McCormick's been over this his second year. And they're quite solid. It's just the results haven't been going their way. It's 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 just bloody annoying because you you're watching the Horlers and you you feel for the Horlers and it's just not happened for them. But uh, hopefully it happens today. They have a great chance against Cavan. They drew with Fermanagh, having uh, been well ahead against Fermanagh. Similar to similar to Loud, we were ahead against Fermanagh and luckily we were going to win the game at Costa. And they came back and beat us with a last minute goal point. And in a similar fashion, they drew the last day with Cavan in Brewster Park. So we're making the trip up here to look for a bit of revenge on Fermanagh. Can we beat them? Yeah, I think we can. Uh, sorry, can we beat Cavan? Yes, I think we can. Can we beat Fermanagh? Of course we can. So Cavan has just got their team back in order. And they're, I think this is their first year compete. Maybe they did compete last year. I'm not too sure. But it's a great chance for Loud to end the year in silverware. Um, so hopefully it goes well today. Um, and I suppose the other thing... Um, when looking back on last week's podcast or the two podcasts is Sam Roy got an awful lot of plaudits and rightly so but our, um, our forward and attacking players just go by Virginia Rammer United I always like that name Rammer United probably the only I think it's the only GA team with United at the end of it but it's um, it's it's a funny one like for all the plaudits Sam gets the whole forward line gets massive comes in for massive uh, disappointment and malaise I went through it last week I went through how can it, is there a problem with loud forward line is there uh, a chance to reconcile it um, is there players there uh, we, is there other game plans we could do I give a load of options and I give a load of alternative forward players even personnel to have five different alternative alternative uh, forwards so it was one that went after Wayne's first year and one that uh, in the Division 1 league one that could make their debut next year um, another um, youthful team that could come in and do it and another team another set of forwards that that um, that kind of went at the back end of this year the likes of two Bournes Ronald Holcroft and that's that's three does it, who else Kieran Downey they didn't come back after the, the the lockdown, and then I suppose Bournsy wasn't in the squad the weekend. Uh, just a couple. I can't take it to the others, but have a listen here. A few solutions and see what you think. And followed by my alternative, one of my alternative forward lines. Then another another uh, set play, kickouts. 
I mentioned it slightly on Sunday's podcast, but we didn't really play the percentages whatsoever. And the more you look at that game, it's nearly like a, an autumn international rugby, where you have to be playing for the territory. And Craig Lynch has the opportunity. Now, I know I would have praised him for his short kickouts and his range and his accuracy, but he has a, he has a massive boot on him in terms of getting us down the field. When we've seen that for Nave Martin, where we a couple of set plays, Jim McGinn was only with them a couple of weeks, and they, they boomed the ball out against Ardy, got their first score off it, and they got the, the one of the main scores, kind of relieving scores, where um, the ball goes up the field, it gets, goes long, they all wait for the break off, and Gavin Mooney wins the break, and Sam nails the ball over the bar. Why couldn't Lau do that? And then inside, you're looking at Colin McCall and the full forward. Get him in as well. Um, Ryan Walsh, either side from the Feckins as well. And Darren McCollin. So that's six debutants there that could be named. That, that could be playing a Bourne Cup in January or December, whenever they play it. And they're, they're top quality forwards. So, do you know what I mean? There's definitely potential there. And just when I mention uh, Colin McCall and I mentioned Keen Callan and Sean Murray's development and all that, another thing that has lacked in this uh, whole setup, not well, not just specifically this year, but probably four or five years beforehand, the dogs in the street knew Kieran Keenan and Owen Callan were going to be playing for loud. And if you're saying, "Oh, they're too small," or they're not, they're not going to be physically able for us. Why haven't they been worked on? So yeah, I, I fairly well stated my case. There was definitely options there. There's definitely options for this county for forwards. Um, like, there's loads of solutions we could have tried and we will try. Um, the culture obviously has to change. But there's definitely um, good players in the setup. Uh, in the county and around the county and I suppose at the end of that podcast as well are we looking at our at our players like with rose tinted glasses like are they, are they good enough are they as good as anywhere else like maybe we're, we're holding them in higher esteem maybe Longford players are better than us like look at Mullinock look at their kind of level of consistency and look at the pride even Limerick showed during last night and their division foresight really put it up to, to Tipperary, possibly should have beat them. So different different aspects like that um, has to be all accounted for. But uh, there's other there's other things to play as well. Are we are we producing a high standard of footballer within the county in terms of development squads, in terms of schools, in terms of coming through, and even when they get to the get to the the, the top into the elite squad is it elite surroundings they're in in, division, in their uh, in the county panel um, so all that has to be looked at I looked at all that last week and like I said you can sign up for that um, and I suppose right I'm just going to take a little bit of a break now I've just gone through Virginia the clutch is nearly gone in the car I'm just driving all these windy roads um, bog kind of roads coming at the cab and I should have a bit of a we'll have a bit of pre-match analysis we got a bit of a lowdown on Cavan maybe and Lowe's team or what have you and I'll just bring you up to date and then we'll get stuck into the game just coming into Cavan town now just coming down the bow and then you can see the, the kind of pitch kind of sitting up the top while it's kind of still in a hole and just a couple of memories that, that, that has struck me Um would it be of loud playing there and oh, qualifier games one I'm going to mention very briefly is that game against uh, Mead 2011 
for me just took vengeance on us uh, it was a horrible horrible game but it it, it it springs to mind I think there was a lot of debate last week about Sam Mulroy scoring only score for only scoring a championship game for Loud and I think it was Darren Clark and one other scored that day in that game in 2011 um, it's a great venue it's a class it's a class pitch class stadium class bowl um, and the other memory is the Division Division 2 was it Division 2 yeah we beat Donegal after a replay I was at the first game but I watched the other one in England on the telly the the, the winning game and it was just hang on I have to overtake a lad here and it was just that was a brilliant game they were so well organised we were such good flair players we had such good balance it was a class team as well like you had a load of cult heroes there you had Brenner you had Colin Goss you had Peter McGinnity uh, Christy Grimes Martin Farley Paddy, young Paddy Keane in the middle of the field John O'Brien uh, Stano JP Darren Clark Mark Brennan a class team really class team and uh, just it just shows how what we can produce and what we did produce and that was a good Donegal team a lot of them boys went on and won that was in 2006 and a lot of them went on and won uh, a championship was it 2012 Donegal won the championship so he was won the match 2012 was it yeah my memories escaped me now but yeah it was, that, that memory that was a great day great day for Loud um, really it was probably the high point of Loud's past couple of years was there was those kind of league wins punching above our weight being well organised and going for a battle uh, and then oh quite another quick one as well was it was a real thriller of a game although we were bet by Monaghan in the, in the qualifier game down here Again, um, that was a hell of a, that was a hell of a game scorched on Saturday night Nicky McDonald playing out of his skin I think he was in the middle of the field and he plucked some serious catches so that's one of the standard memory from that game um, and my man Hugh McElroy a full forward for for Latin for Monaghan just turned us over that day so that's a couple of memories as I as I walk in as I just well as I drive in and pull in here in front of the little um, car park you're in Kjavan now so yeah right here we go so landed here in Breffney Park and we're looking at the team and a couple of changes from the one that was named the night before Donald Connolly's in goals Matthew Fee Ronan Bourne Andrew McCrave make up the half back full back line um, number 26 Nicola Matthews comes in at half back for Conor Dean Jamie McDonald said the half again and then Liam Malloy who suspended the first day comes back into the team at left half back middle of the field Ryan Walsh is, re- is placed alongside Niall Keenan from Tremaine new player we have in and Daryl O'Hanlon makes way on the half forward line Paul Matthews comes in to the side Shawnee Crosby's on the 40 and on the wing it is Darren Gagan uh, the super sub the last day uh, a big massive impact he has come in to start ahead of Paddy Lynch and then the full forward line Phelan Joyce Andrew Mackin and David Kettle so that's the loud team to start looks good perfect day perfect uh, setting pitches in beautiful condition a little bit overcast but no wind so perfect setting like I say in the the cauldron it is Breffney Park 
So half time here and loud lead one ten to seven points and all going very swimmingly. The new changes have come into the side and done really well. Darren Gagan has five first half frees and in the nineteen minutes Andrew Mackin seized on a save rebound from a Paul Matthews driving shot to flick it into the net and that kind of sent on the ascendancy. We're playing with confidence, we're playing well, we should be in the Laurie Mar Cup final next Sunday, all going well. Um or a complete capitulation in the second half but so far so good the other five scores coming from David Kettle is two points 15 on his back he's playing out in the wing Liam Malloy had a, got the point of the day in the half back line Ryan Walsh in the middle uh, named in the middle of the field playing in the 40 and then Paul Matthews the other seconds man with the other score that's 110 to 7 in the Breffney Park Stadium, Kingsman Breffney Park. Uh, Brian Fitzgerald has four frees, first half frees for them. Calvin looks short on ideas going forward. We're playing very well across the defence and the half back then. But yet, like I said, unless it's a capitulation, we'll be going to the Lorimar final next Sunday. Oh, Larry did it. It just hung on. 115 to 16 winners. Oh, God, that was tough going. No crowd here, but you could feel the tension after the game. Um, oh, sorry, you could feel just there now on the final whistle. Um, Darren Gagan kicks over, pucks over the, the clinching score. He's very good today. Absolutely brilliant from dead balls. Got a point for playing the second half. But Calvin just came at us in droves. He got five scores in a row. We couldn't hang on. I thought we were gone. I thought we were going to go to extra t- no not extra time a draw would have done them but I'm now allowed to hang on a win I'm going to go down now and get a chat with the manager uh, Paul McCormick who looks like he poked every single ball Paul McCormick loud hurling manager just hung on you didn't hang on the last time, but you just hung on today, and that's the most important thing, isn't it? Absolutely, Dan. Um, I'm delighted for the lads. Like you know, they have put in a, a huge effort from the league. You know, competing in every game at Division Three A, and not getting the sort of just rewards. Um, and we don't do things easy for ourselves. You know, we we give other teams hope, and but this this today, like we we, we got the job done, and semi-finals for winning. And we played a lot of good good play in the first half, at times in the second half. You know, and we've definitely things to work on, but the results is so so important. It's, it's crucial for uh, their confidence and the morale and um, the team spirit. There, you know, we made a few changes today. Um, lads disappointed after the last day, but we we played two in-house matches there last Thursday and Tuesday. We picked on form and what we felt was going to bring heart and spirit to the bottle. Like I believe we've got the hurlers in loud, like and the, and the lads can play at a good level and they can get better. That's the big thing. I, I believe they can get better. Um, you know, uh, they keep applying themselves, but uh, absolutely delighted for everybody involved in the group and you know, their families at home watching, no supporters here. And it might be a small number of people watching, but we don't mind. Like, you know, it's uh, the people are watching Cure about the fellas, and uh, they put a huge uh, performance in for the Louth jersey. And, and that's all a management team can ask for that they leave it on the pitch. And were we a bit disappointed the last day? Yes, we we were up by four and five and that like. But I think we'll get a huge spring springboard on that performance. And we've we've work to do now. From where where do you see the work? Where 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 do you want to put the work in ahead of man and next? Just just small, not rushing the tackles. You know, stand the men up. Um, Moving the ball a wee bit faster, like we've got quality forwards, like you know, Darn, like uh, Gagan, good striker of all. Paul Matthews just got that X factor, and I've seen it last year in the championship, uh, September 19. Like, and 
you know, and I, I knew I knew that he's just a natural ball player, footballer, hurling like, and he's brave and he puts himself about like, and even at the end they're coming out and win a few balls like, and you know the strength of the panel as I say like uh, Gavin Kerrigan, come on like Gavin Kerrigan has put in a huge effort for twelve months, Dan, you wouldn't believe it like, you know, behind the scenes like, and he's transformed himself. I'm just delighted for him uh, that he got his reward today like, you know, and you know uh, uh, Ronan Burns spoke about the strength of the panel like, uh, another man who soldiers for so long missed out the last time there in the Laurie Maher final because he was sent off in the semi-final and I'm sure that broke his heart you know and I met him last year and I said you know you know, we've one more chance of this, and he's grabbed it. Like, and I'm delighted for him. Like, you know, we're just delighted for all the boys in the group and the clubs at home. And it'll give the younger fellas in Louth something to aspire to. Like, you know, of of young Sean McGill in training with Steve Manina, 18 can't play, but he's there. Finn Comiskey as well. Like, the, the younger fellas in the clubs, they need something to look after. And hopefully now they can do that over the coming years. Like, but just a uh, thrill for the boys, Dan. Like, you know, and, and for all the county board support here today. Like, you know, so you I'm know, looking ahead then to Sunday. Is revenge going to be on the mind? It's not really about revenge because, you know, there's, there's no beef between Louth and Fermanagh. However, you know, it's a final. Uh, the result against Fermanagh turned out to be immaterial. You know, if we had a one by two pints or four pints that day, we still had to come yeah. here and, and grind out a result. We know that if we can get up the gears and bring our game to them, like, you know, we'll be hard to talk to. Like, But, you know, it's easy saying that. So the challenge the next day is to get a, a huge performance again, uh, focus on the process going through uh, the game, each quarter now as it is, um, getting their shots off, defending well, um, you know, playing smart uh, and being up for, up for the battle, like, you know, so it's, it's again winter horn, we're blessed today, but next next weekend it sure could be monsoon and windy conditions, you know, but I, I believe now today, we'll, we'll, as I say, we'll kick on, we have good spirit in the group and, um, you know, again, we're, we're looking for another big big game from us. You mean a lot for yourself even to come in and have something at the end of your second year, winning that Laurie Mara Cup? Uh, yeah, well, you know, sometimes you can make progress without getting the results done and, and I, yeah. I felt throughout the league we were making huge huge progress and people were saying you're going well not there without getting the results so yeah it, it, it's certainly unbelievable and our aim is to win things eventually but you know developing the group developing the, the, the team play developing the spurts you know keeping that pushing on all the time getting better so we'll have a chance to win something at the end of 2020 an unusual year but wouldn't be great to, to, to end the year like that Absolutely. Well, best of luck, and I'll see you next Good Sunday. Man, appreciate your time. Thank you. And that's a wrap. Later in the Laurie Mar Cup final, we don't know when it's going to be, whether where it's going to be in Crow Park or what. But uh, I'm on the way home. So Kerry are beat Cork as we speak, three-two. Still tight. So it's always uh, interesting to see how teams you played, see how they get on. And you see Cork there just putting it up to Kerry, but they're just living at their, their, their backs have been overworked. It was the forwards who was overworked against us. And also, you seen earlier on in the day, um, down beat, down beat from Anna to reach the Ulster semi final. And looking at that down team today, um, I think they'd only one, maybe two players, two players, Barry O'Hagan, three players, three in the forward line, Barry O'Hagan. Paul Devlin and Don O'Hare that started against Loud in that game so they did 12 new players that didn't play against us in that win so that kind of puts a bit of perspective on that and then in saying that Cork have only about 7 players from the team that played us so it, it just shows what, what sort of uh, teams these, these uh, bigger probably more high profile counties have compared to us 
but getting back to the hurling and it was it was nervy stuff now really was come to the end of that game I thought oh no here we go again because against uh, Fermanagh we threw it away we were four or five points ahead you'll hear you heard that with with uh Paul McCormick, the loud hurling manager, he 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 speaks he speaks very well. He speaks fierce well about the boys, the players that he uh, he works with. He was on a bit team spirit, and he was sick after that for man game. And you could see there were he was poking every ball in in the in the finish today. It was just it was so tight. They just came back. They had five in a row. Um, actually, I just got into the game. But they hit five in a row, and just we badly needed that score from Darren Gagan towards the end, just to settle us and just see us over the line. Cause they had a chance, they had two wides, and they hit the post, and they had a Donald Connolly puck out that was intercepted, but it was blown up, and really had to be retaken because Ryan Walsh hadn't left the field. So thanks to the referee for that one. But overall, Loud really deserved the win. They shot into an early lead before the water break, one seven to four points. Um, Andrew Macken with the goal but they just made made a couple of changes to their team and they really worked very well there were uh, there were changes that were very like structurally and set up in the team compared to the final day we had a lot more balance we were defensively tighter we had more pace around the field we were more aerial ability in the half forward line and in the full forward line like Donald Connolly's in goals Matthew Fee Ronan Bourne and Conor Matthews comes into the full back line Right half back was uh, Liam Malai wearing number seven. Malai was brilliant in the half back line, the, the, not the Brides Football and Knockbridge Hurler. They said the half Jamie McDonald, he really came into his own uh, towards the end when they were under the cosh. And then left half back, as usual, number four on his back, Andrew McCravey, the driving game in the left half back position. Um, in the middle of the field was Niall Keenan from Tremaine in Roscommon. He was really good, really loads of energy, brings a lot to it. I think Darren O'Hanlon is still out injured. Um, he didn't come off the bench today. Uh, and then <coughs> alongside him in the middle of the field <coughs> was um, Phelan Joyce, number 13 Phelan Joyce. So he played uh, out the middle of the field and used his pace. The two of them are small, mobile, get around the field very well. And then the half-forward line was made up of Shawnee Crosby with number 11 on his back. Ryan Walsh in the 40 had a really good game, really dynamic game, really strong really uh, just really good really showed really good forward and then the wing David Kettle had a really solid out as well I'll get to him in one second then in the full forward line probably our best line most potent line was uh, Paul Matthews was inside and he was a real target for the high balls in Andrew Mack was on, in, <coughs> on the edge of the square and those two combined very well with each other and then in the other corner was top scorer of the day Darren Gagan so we, we start off really well uh, nip nip and tuck we were playing very well we were dominating we won an awful lot of possession Gagan gets us underway with a few long range frees they had a good free taker as well and Brian Fitzgerald they had three cooler men playing for them they have uh, Calvin Uncles apparently um, so the two of them Colin Sheehan uh, Killian Sheehan in the corner Brian Fitzgerald full forward and the two Sheehans uh, the other three of them sorry would have won uh, would have won all Ireland clubs with cooler so they're they were bringing that sort of standard to it and they weren't bad they were good hurlers uh, your man was a really good free taker Brian Fitzgerald really kept them in it and nearly closed the gap and nearly won it because a draw would have done them remember they just needed the draw we needed the win to advance to the to the final um, but we we just kept it tight we were edging it and Gagan pushes ahead 6-4 with two frees Ryan Walsh gets a great score from play and then Mackin gets the goal big high ball in and um, 
Paul matches wins it along the the left the right wing runs along there drills along comes along the end line drills a shot gets parried across the goalie Darren Sheridan does makes a good stop gets parried across and Andrew Mack is there poacher just bangs it on the deck and that pushes into one seven the four point lead during the first water break and then Gigan notches another score straight away after that the push is ahead and we really finished this, the first half strongly Calvin looked bereft of ideas like I said um, they, they couldn't really do it there was no real goal chances and Kettle got a class point lovely move lovely link up play <coughs> and Paul Matthews gets rewarded with a score as well and then Fitzgerald oh sorry no yeah no Paul Matthews gets the first score of the second half sorry the class score from David Kettle ends the ends the first half one ten to seven point lead Fitzpatrick hits three frees after half time straight away to narrow the gap uh, we were we were struggling for scores. We didn't. We weren't really getting into the game, and we, we were we were just getting a little bit edgy. And we were kind of settled down. Gigan gets a great point from play. Gavin, Gavin Kerrigan mentioned there by Paul McCormack comes off the bench and put an awful lot of work in. Like he said, I don't even think he played the the senior hurling final this year for Knockbridge. So he gets a two couple of badly needed scores, and it looked like we were we were going we were going rightly. Uh, Fitzgerald gets another free pulls back one Phelan Joyce notches a score and we thought yeah we're definitely going rightly we're pulling away here One fourteen to 11 point 6 point game next thing David Kettle picks up a second yellow card kind of a rash challenge especially when he was on a yellow card um, so we're kind of under pressure then from that point on down to 14 men and Sheen gets the first point then there's a water break that was the first point of four in a row four Cavan as I go by the Lakeside Manor Hotel um, the five in a row sorry yeah four after the water break and they were just edging points to our pressure we had no kind of shape in the forwards the, with, the, with the man down we couldn't get possession we flapped away possession they were hitting wides they were stunning the pressure Connolly made one save in that point it wasn't really a, a, a dangerous shot it was just a block a block save he palmed it down themselves you could feel the nerves in the loud camp in front of us you could feel Paul McCormick pucking every ball as Fitzgerald narrows the gap, he gets a 65 and two frees, and Keaton gets to Sean Keaton gets a wonderful point in the first half, gets another wonderful point. But uh, we're just living on airs, and then Darren Gagan comes up trumps. He get, ball goes over the top, wins a flicks it on to, for himself to get, flicks it just ahead of the defender, rides the challenge, but does enough, kind of buys himself to free, then takes the free himself. You see that video, have it up on Facebook, and it's on the Patreon there as well. 115 to 16 we hang on to get the win and it was uh, it was brilliant it was nerve-wracking it was it was just what they deserve and yeah I, I just I was just delighted to be there to see them get over the line they're they're, they're, they're a great bunch great lads they're very they're a physical side they're probably bigger than the footballers looking at the size of them like the like Paul Matthews is involved with both with your Charlie Crosby big man um, Andrew McIntyre Darren uh, Gagan's tall man um, another two boys in the middle feel lively but wouldn't be as big but they're pacey Jamie McDonald as well Liam Malloy um, and they were crave so they're, they're a big they're combat- combative side they're, they're battled very well they'll definitely be I know I mentioned revenge to Paul there but it's definitely there for them to get that revenge on Fermanagh they've probably improved their side with the, the additions of uh, Matthews into the starting 15 Liam Malloy into the starting 15 uh, who else as well someone else come in uh, no 
was also uh, Niall Keenan as well. He came in from the start. There's another player, really good player, really impressive uh, performer. Um, yeah, it looks good. Whether the game is on next Sunday, I don't know. It could be the following Sunday. They want the game at Crow Park. Crow Park are saying Crow Park. Uh, Crow Park are saying the Crow Park won't be available until Sunday week, so they might hold off and might be there. I'll have updates on it. I'll let you know. Um, but yeah, great day for the Laird Horlers. Brilliant work out of them, and uh, what they rightly deserve. Thanks very much for listening to the travel blog. I that's me home and host. And we'll have more. We'll have two podcasts during the week. Like I said at the start of the podcast, talking about the managerial reign. And I had a chat with Fitzer today, and he 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 was just giving a few insights on the process and who we're looking for an ambitious manager or an ambitious county. He says so. There you go. We never know who we might get or who we might attract or who might be getting interviewed. So that's where we are. That's where we're at. Thanks very much for listening and tuning into the free podcast on on Sunday night. Um, yeah, that's all. And chat to you during the week on Tuesday on the Loud and Proud Patreon. Thanks to all who signed up and support so far. Really great, and it's brilliant to have the content and produce the content for True Loud Gales out there. Thank you. Talk to you. Bye bye. Oh, one last thing. Just before, just pulling in. Just as I pull in, I see and I hear that the Loud Ladies have won. They beat Longford 4 10 to 2 7. So. Um, they play Westmead next Westmead already beat Longford well and uh, so whoever wins that game next week against Westmead Westmead we hotly fancy they hammered Longford they got a lot of players back they were relegated last season so we'll see good win good win that does uh, does that might go down to score difference whether they go down to a relegation playoff I'm not too sure but um, loud, loud ladies win loud horrors win thanks very much for travelling me from loud to Cavan and back